Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today's short scripture reflection on Nehemiah 7 comes from Pastor Ben Stewart. Nehemiah was living in the capital city of Persia, the conqueror of this vast empire. And yet he heard about his native land, that its capital Jerusalem lay in ruins. The city devastated, walls broken down and people harassed and helpless. And Nehemiah, his heart broken, moved to make a difference. Came back to Jerusalem, the holy city of God. And they had purposes for among the nations. And Nehemiah rallied the people, let them believe again that God could restore and revive, could bring beauty out of the ashes. And the people went to work to rebuild the wall, which was the protection and the glory of a city. And now as we get to chapter seven, we see Nehemiah has been a success. It says in verse one, now when the wall had been built and I had set up the doors and the gatekeepers, the singers and the Levites had been appointed, the wall was completed. He had done it. Chapter seven, verse one, Nehemiah's completed the wall. Took him 52 days to do it. And then you see, not only did he build the wall in verse two, he said, I gave my brother Hanani and Hananiah, the governor of the castle, charge over Jerusalem. For he was a more faithful and God-fearing man than many. So Nehemiah gave them physical stability within the city walls and he gave them governmental stability. He appointed leaders and you could do a whole sermon on this verse of what was the criteria for their political leadership. If you notice, uh, it was not charisma, not even really expertise. It was character. Men and women who were faithful and would fear God, meaning they cared more about what God thought than others. They weren't able to be bribed. And so he appoints them. And then in verse three, he says to them, let not the gates of Jerusalem be opened until the sun is hot. And while they are still standing guard, let them shut and bar the doors, appoint guards from among the inhabitants of Jerusalem, some at their guard posts and some in front of their own homes. The city was wide and large, but the people within it were few and no houses had been rebuilt. He says, hey, the city's built, but don't leave the gates open too long. Uh, We are still fragile enough as a young nation that we could be overrun by our enemies. So don't leave the gates open long. The houses haven't even been rebuilt yet. And then he gets motivated in verse five and following to the rest of chapter seven to do a census. Let's see who we've got. And you see it shakes down to a little bit less than 50,000 people. Uh, This is a far cry from King David's Jerusalem, King David's Israel with well over a million people. Here you have a fledgling little city and yet out of the ashes, it's been able to rise because of the leadership of Nehemiah. And it has some physical stability. It has governmental leadership. It's getting to the spot where you could look at it and say, well, that was the whole point. So we're done, right? Why is the book still going on? And not just still going on, we're just at the beginning of chapter seven. There's, there's seven chapters left in this book. What else could there be to talk about? Well, it's interesting. Chapter eight is the pivot point in the book. Uh, up until this point, the first seven chapters, it's been the memoir of Nehemiah. It's all first person. I prayed this, I did that, I made this decision, I thought this through. But you're gonna see a shift in chapter eight. Nehemiah is gonna disappear into the background. You're actually only gonna see Nehemiah for a brief moment. In verse four, he's gonna build a tower. And he builds a tower, it's fascinating, to bring reform to the nation, but he realizes, Nehemiah does, to really reform a nation, to really see renewal and revival. You don't just need an architect and you don't just need political leaders. We need a podium. And upon that podium will mount Ezra. Ezra the biblical scholar, Ezra the scribe will now ascend in chapter eight, the tower built by Nehemiah, and he will read out to the people the word 
of God. What Nehemiah realizes is true of a nation and true of an individual. True recovery isn't just building structure in your life. You have to attend to your soul. You see it in people recovering from addiction. Maybe they're addicted to a substance. You go, hey, we got to put some physical structure in your life. Get the alcohol out of your house. Get a different friendship group. Don't go to those parts of the city. But if you only do the physical structures, there's only a matter of time before all those structures crater. If you don't then attend to the soul of that person, what's the soul wound we need to heal? And it's the same with you and me. Physical blessing is not sufficient for you to live a fruitful and meaningful life. And many of you, if I can just be honest, it's why you're here. It's how you've connected with us at Passion City. Maybe you are a physically blessed person. You have a great job. Uh, you have health. You have been relatively successful in your career goals. You've attained much of what you thought you wanted. And it's not bad, but you feel incomplete. Something's missing. And that's right. It's not enough to just have physical structure. You need a renewed soul. And here Nehemiah realizes, I can build a wall, but I can't build a people. And for God to really resurrect his people, we need to attend to our soul. And so what we're seeing here is the revival of the soul of a nation. And it applies to a nation, but it also applies to us as individuals. We're gonna see God breathe life into his people and watch how he does it. Thanks for listening to today's Passion Daily Podcast. For full messages, live gatherings, and worship videos, check out our YouTube channel and subscribe at youtube.com slash passioncitychurch1 and visit passioncitychurch.com for more information on our locations and gathering times.